Okay, good morning and welcome to anybody who might be in the archives in 20 years listening to this in our uh, on our team. Jay Dew here and Elias Bustos. Good morning, sir. So this is session one. We're getting warmed up. And Elias, I've got to know a few uh, answers to the questions that are in, in there deep. As we architect success, we just came up with that um, handle and terminology for the brand, we think. We're going to stick with it, architecting success. So we'll start there. Absolutely. Why architecting success? You thought of this before you came in here today, but we just secured these handles. Yeah. Where is this coming from? Is this a term you normally use? It is. When I decided to to step out on my own, I asked myself, why would people want to work with me? Mm -hmm. And the only thing that I could think of is, you know, I'm either going to create a product that that just everybody wants, or I'm going to have to find out what people are going to want to be able to to do with, with whatever they're trying to accomplish. And so I thought, well, you know what? I don't know what people are going to want. And if I, if I say, you know, I'm going to do just ERP or accounting, or if I'm just going to do automation, then I kind of pigeonhole myself into an area of business. And so I came up with the idea, well, what, what about just, what about just solutions, right? We come up with solutions and really what we're doing is not solutions. We come up with ideas that work. And so that's where solutions ITW came from. Okay. And the most joy I get out of life is being able to look at a problem and figure out how to fix it for a client to be able to go in and say, you know what, you're telling me this, but I think there might be something else going on here. Can you tell me why you're saying this? And and if we could achieve this, would that be successful for you? And then to be able to say, if we're able then to take this idea and then go talk to our team and say, Hey, these guys have a far out idea. This is what they're trying to accomplish. How can we do that? Um, using technology. And here's some ideas that I have. What do you guys think after they yell at me and tell me how impossible it is? And we finally get to a place where, where it's all good. I can take that solution back and then we can manage that success. Right. If, and and what we've done is we've built something, we've built success for this individual, for this team. Now, how does retail and thrift fit into that? Where did that all begin? When I graduated from college, um, I kind of, just meandered, uh, trying to do different odds and ends in computer science. And I moved down to Greenville, South Carolina. I looked for work and I found a job uh, working as a software developer for a company that resold accounting software. And one of the things that we did was we implemented point of sale systems using this accounting software for different clients around the, around the area. And we had a large uh, client and, and I don't know, is it okay to say who it was? Sure. Okay. Yeah. 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 So we, we, uh, we were with Speedway Motorsports and okay. those are the guys who have, you know, Charlotte and they've got Vegas right. and they've got Infineon and, and, and all those places. The problem was that the point of sale system was slow and it was uh, a, a little bit archaic and it was a little bit difficult to use. And so my boss said, Hey, is there any way that we can modify this? Because you were able to modify the software. Is there any way to modify this? So it's faster, it's easier to use, you know, that sort of thing. And so I did. And um, as part of that, then we started to um, reach out to different organizations who needed point of sale as well. And when I stepped away from that company, I had this experience with me being able to do point of sale. And um, I was approached by a Goodwill who said, we need a point of sale system that functions like Goodwill. And Goodwill is different, right? Because they're, they're donated goods. There's thrift. Right. And you're, you don't order things. They just show up. Right. And because of that, it's chaos, right? You, you get shirts and you get 
shorts and you get shoes and, and how do you manage all of that? And so they said, Elias, we need a way to manage this. And that's where it all started. Um, how do we do this? Because it was impossible. And we were able to take that idea and, um, and create something that's, that allows them to organize and improve their performance today. So how did it expand from this probably close connection saying, yeah. Hey, reaching out to you, Elias, can you help? We're a little bit confused here yeah. to the much more massive organization and footprint you have in the whole Goodwill community all over the country and world. Yeah. And, and that's a great, that's a great question. I did not want to create a one-off. I did not want to create something that we would just use one time. It's, it's a lot of work. Yeah. Right? I, don't, I don't have to recreate this. And, and just to be quite honest, I'm a lazy, I'm a lazy programmer, right? I would rather create it once and use it multiple times. And so what we did was we said, how can we create this so that other goodwills, right? Because goodwills are a federated model, which means that their organizations, there's 156 of them around the country. They have multiple stores. And so if you have a goodwill store in your area, it's part of a larger organization. And each one of them is independent or autonomous, I guess is the best way to say it. And um, we wanted to figure out how do we do this so that enough of these will adopt this system, we can make a, a living off of it. And so we started just asking the question, well, what do they want, right? You want this, they want this. And we started adding customizations and preferences and the ways that we could say, it'll work this way for you, it'll work this way for you, it'll work this way for you with just changing settings. And that allowed us to then tackle the entire market instead of just one or two individual goodwill organizations. Now, over the course of time, I'm sure there's been a lot of growth and iteration with your products. Yes. So how did it all start and what do you have now? Like what did you originally oh, get man. a sale for and how do you view that product now? Yeah. So <laughs> I undercharged a ton. <laughs> I, uh, I was so naive, JD. I, uh, I remember I, all I wanted was a sale. Right. I yeah, had, I yeah. had a new wife. Okay. And how uh, old are you at this time? I, back here. So 2005, I was what? 31. Okay. And, um, first time being an entrepreneur stepping first, out first time. Okay. First time yeah. I, I had done a little bit, but it wasn't anything serious that, that this was the first time stepping out. I, I remember asking my wife, she's gold. And she, I said, do you mind if I do this? And she says, as long as we don't suffer, as long okay. as, as long as we have money, and um, if she could only know the future, she, she would never <laughs> right? have let me right? do this. You married the right one. I married the right one. Yes. Yeah. And I've made her suffer. <laughs> and so um, the idea was, if I can just get this sale, I'll do whatever it takes to get this sale. Right. And so they said, how long will it take for you to create from scratch a new point of sale system? I said, 30 days. 30 days. 30 days. Okay. Right. Which is insane. Okay. You know, but I, I said what I needed to say to, to get the deal. They said, how much? And uh, it wasn't a lot. It wasn't a lot. Okay. It wasn't you a Give lot. us a figure. Give us a round figure. Maybe. Oh, man. I don't know if I want to. Uh, I said, I'll do it for $10,000. Okay. And um, and this is going to be a one-time thing? No no um, revenue streams that, to keep yeah, going? That, yeah. Okay. Well, well, because the idea was that, that we write it one time. Okay. And if they give me 10000 I can sell it to the next guy for twenty, and the next guy for twenty, and whatever, right? And it, it was that simple. And that's how naive I was um, at, at the time. And it's just you. And it's just me. Okay. It's just me. And, uh, you know, at the end of uh, at the end of 21 days or whatever, the, the director of IT at the Goodwill where I was working was like, how are we doing? I said, no, we're, we're not going to make it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're not going to make it. But we did make it in, in 60 days. And it was just, 
there were a ton of bugs, but we were able to push it out. And another Goodwill came on board and said, you know what, we want to be a part of this. And so they contributed another 10 as well. Um, so you and your wife at this point both are like just we, yeah we're, yeah. we're, we're, we're like this yeah <laughs> okay. because right. we, because we have money for and I'm assuming you're just working nonstop then yeah I, I actually yeah so so for the first time um, I just I went away from my wife and um, actually went to the goodwill and just worked okay you know twelve hour days trying to get this done and um, we actually decided to roll it out at the other goodwill organization first. And we rolled it out. And just to give you an idea of, of how how Mickey Mouse this was or how rinky-dink or whatever, we went to the, the Goodwill location. We said this is going to be a grand opening. We told all the shoppers, hey, we're, we're rolling out a new point-of-sale system. Please be patient with us. And um, we trained the, the two people on the registers. Mm-hmm. And I put my laptop on a, on a desk, on a table next to the register with an Ethernet cable connected. So I could fix the data as it, as came, it came in. As it came each in, each sale, each sale, each mug that goes by. Well, well you know, fix that. Yeah, somebody would say, "Hey, that discount doesn't look right. Give me just a second, right here." <laughs> you know, all right, try it again. And uh, yeah, and and fixing code on the fly. The blessing was that the individual who was first to use the system was autistic, right? And if you know anything about autism, um, you know, I have a son who's autistic, mm-hmm. right? And and you know, communication, there's just struggles there. But the system was, the system was easy enough for him to use that the, the, the struggle with communication did not come into play. And one of the goals that we were trying to achieve was to make the system easy enough that it could be self, self-learned. It would just be intuitive. And by the end of the day, this individual, this gentleman balanced his tail to the penny. Oh, Yeah. Which is which is huge, yeah, right? Because a brand right. new system, and I'm sitting right. there, you know, fixing fixing bugs, and but the concept worked. And um, since then, we've worked on different, adding different features. The 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 idea took off. It was just one person back then. There's 17 of us now. I was smart enough to bring on smarter developers than me, and uh, they've done a tremendous job with the application. And we are now in. Uh, 33 different goodwill organizations around the around the country, and it just it blows my mind. This is what I wanted. It took a long time to get there. I didn't think we were going to get there, and uh, yeah, so so that's where we are right now. When you're expanding a team because you're expanding sales, yeah, how do you know what to look for, and how did you transition from the go-to guy, yeah, the one guy, to a manager, a boss, an employer? How how do you go there? If you're me, very difficult. So I, I have a business coach who I, I, Joseph is tremendous. I love him. Uh, he's been with me, been very patient with me. But I remember asking him, you know, Joseph, I grew up blue collar, right? Change, change your own brakes, change your own oil, uh, fix your own stuff at the house. I said, can a blue collar person be a CEO? Because you're asking me to not do everything. And uh, he said, you know, I've, I've never even thought about that, but I, I don't see why not. But it was very difficult to be able to say, all right, I'm the developer, I'm the salesperson, I'm the marketing, I'm accounting, I'm, I'm everything, I'm support. Um, do I trust people enough to be able to do this the way that I do it? And the answer was no, I didn't. Mm-hmm. And because of that, it was very difficult. Um, I remember hiring our first uh, employee. And, and one of the things that, that I left out is that because it was, because it was such a slog, to get to where I was, I was not making a whole lot of money. And so I actually went to, to get a job and I told my employer, listen, I've got this side gig. 
are you okay with me doing this point of sale development on the side? And he goes, and to, to his credit, he said, that's going to keep you sharp. Just, yeah, just give me my time and uh, you do whatever you want on the side. And I said, oh, well, that, that's great. Let's do that. Right. Then. About four years in, I said, I'm, I'm actually making progress and I can't do, I was his right-hand guy. I said, I can't run both companies. And again, to his credit, he said, well, let's just do both of them together. And I thought, well, that's, that's amazing. I never thought of that. Yeah, let's do both. And all of a sudden I, I was capitalized and I had a way to be able to say, okay, no matter what, even if the software fails, I have a job. And so we started to do it together and we hired our first individual and he came in and I said, okay, this is, this is what you're going to do. You're going to be the software developer. And about six months in, uh, as I'm leaning over his shoulder, going through code, he just looks at me and he goes, are you ever going to turn this over to me? Or is it just going to be, am I just going to, you're going to do it all the time. Right. And I, I looked at him and I said, you know what? I've, I've been unfair to you. You're right. And I remember leaving his office. I said, it's yours. I, and I've never been in there again. Mm -hmm. And I closed up my laptop and I went home and I cried. Oh yeah. <laughs> you gave it over to him, but yeah, it, you had, it made you feel some type of way. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it was very difficult to do. But since then, you've you've replaced uh, that time and that effort with some other jobs. Yeah, some yeah. other responsibilities. Yeah, ab point. absolutely. Yeah, but I, I think trust, trust is um, trust and patience are what's required to build that team, to be able to say I'm going to hire somebody who kind of looks like me, not 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 facially, not culturally, but somebody who who has my values, right? And to be able to say that we're going to do life together for, for however long we're, we're together, we're going to do life together uh, down this road. And I trust you because you're passionate and I trust you because you care about people and I trust you because you're dedicated to excellence. And so I'm going to tell you, here are the boundaries and uh, we're not going to go over this way too far. We're not going to go over this way too far, but anything else in here, you don't have to ask. If you need to go over one of these boundaries, let's just have a conversation. It may be that we go over those boundaries, right? And then I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to meet with you and say, what do you need to succeed? Oh, you need this to succeed. You need this. Okay, I'm going to purchase this. I'm going to take care of that. And then you're going to go do it. And before you go do it, I want to let you know you're not going to be perfect and you're going to mess up and it's okay. Just don't mess up twice, right? Learn. Right. Um, and, and, and let's move forward. And that has been, that has been helpful. And in a couple cases, it's cost, it's, it's cost us a lot of money, but we now have a team that is more dependent on themselves than, than I am. I mean, there's decisions today that people are making. And I said, Oh, I didn't realize we were doing that. We're doing that now. Yeah. Right, we're do, right. We do that for a year, Elias. You didn't know that? No, I didn't know that. Now architecting success is not just on the business front, but probably back at home as well. So in the last couple of minutes, we left your wife back at home. So how do you raise a family and how do you have good communication at home? And what successes, challenges and failures yeah. have you had in growing a business and growing a family? You know, that's been difficult as well. And challenge, I say difficult. I, sh I should probably use the word challenge. So I am the salesperson. I've been the one who's been bootstrapping this, getting getting it up. Uh, we were capitalized um, a little while ago. And so it's been a little bit easier. And I would not have been able to do this without a wonderful wife. And uh, she's just very patient. She's very kind. But she just, she's the general at home. Uh, she makes the decisions for everything at home. And even, but but recently, recent as last year, you know, she said, I, I need you more. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. And so what's been good is to be able to go to my team and say, guys, I realize that I'm actually biting off more than I can chew. So I need to 
I need to push some of this to you. Can you handle this? I need somebody to do this. I need somebody to do this. I need somebody to do this. And uh, they've been able to, to adjust to that without adding too much burden to them. And we hired some people. And so that has allowed me to no longer work after dinner, right? I come home and that was the commitment that I made to my wife. Again, because we have an autistic son mm-hmm. and he needs attention, but not all the attention. I have a I have a fourteen year old daughter who needs attention and my wife needs attention, right? We can't just you know, just do life together without talking. But the commitment that I made is that I'm gonna be home for dinner and uh, I'm not gonna work after dinner. And so that means I do my if I have to get up early, I get up early, but I try to get all my work done before dinner time. And it doesn't always happen. Sure. But that has helped. And then I um, made a commitment. My team basically said, we don't want you working on the weekends. And so I said, okay, but that this is going to have to happen. They said, we got it. And they took it. Did and you cry again? I didn't cry. Okay. Um, I, I got to mow my lawn, which was okay, nice. Right. Uh, and I got to spend time with Well, allergies family. make me cry when I'm mowing the lawn. So, yeah. <laughs> making a commitment making, and then finding the people to, to take care of the work has been, has been helpful. Uh, what are some outside influences as we switch gears here that have yeah. helped you be successful just in life and, and who's Elias behind the solution? So what, what, um, what anecdotes, what, um, job that you had back in high school, what your favorite movies that kind of driven yeah. you or, you know, who do you see as your heroes? You know, I, th- I think one of the books, you know, outside, so I'm a Christian, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. And that has been the, that has anchored me. Um, I thank, I thank the Lord for, for the success that he's helped me to build and for helping me, protecting me for even after I make really dumb decisions, right? Outside of that, I would say the most influential book that has been helpful to me has been uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And the concept of the fact that you have a choice and you can choose to, to live where you're living now and just continue down that path, or you can choose to make a change. And if you can envision it, you can set up a, a plan for where you want to be. And um, that never occurred to me until I read this book that I, I actually have a choice. I, I, can, I can make a choice. And that more than anything else, again, aside from, from the Bible, has impacted me. And is where I am today. What were some of the uh, biggest mistakes that you think you've made with client interactions? Undercharging potentially yeah. is something that you mentioned, but there's got to be other hiccups when it deals with customer service and solving a problems on a yeah. grand scale for an entire store or chain. You know what I've learned from the through the years, Jeremiah, is that that business is it's relationship and it's rapport. And I think the biggest mistakes that I've made have always have always been around relationship and whether or not I'm communicating well, whether or not I'm communicating effectively and most everything can be solved with effective communication. There have been times when I've had, so for instance, the first time we rolled out the application, I allowed somebody else to do all the communication for me. And I got a phone call from the, the first uh, goodwill that we rolled this out to and it's very heated and it just, blew me away because I was, we had a good relationship. I didn't know what was going on. And the individual said, you know, you said that you would implement these three features and it's been this many months and they're not here. I said, I have no idea what you're talking about. And they said, well, this individual promised that they would be there and you should have taken care of it. And I realized that I had allowed somebody else to do my communication for me and I did not do it myself. 
And uh, because I had been running from that, right? Just let me do the code. Yeah. And uh, because that's where I'm comfortable, not right. necessarily comfortable in front of people. Right. And because of that, I, I, I caused a, a rift in the, in, the, in the relationship and we were able to fix it. It took a long time to fix and they finally came around. But understanding that I have to be responsible for my communication and just about every time I have a problem, it's, it's communication for me. If I could pinpoint you to one of your favorite quotes or thoughts, could you conjure up something? Is there something that Albert Einstein or Ronald Reagan, Abraham Lincoln said, Socrates, that you say, you know what, this is a good philosophy or a good approach and something that um, a motto, a mantra? You know, I, I don't know that I have one. I wish I did, but I, you don't um, have to make one up. Yeah. Yeah. We'll come up with something. We'll come up with something else. Yeah. Okay.